Hey guys, it's Cooper Gretsch here from Kick It to Scoops. I am the sole admin of AFL information, trade rumors, and results. You want to be part of the show, Kick It to Scoops? Send through your questions through the Facebook link, which I'll attach every show on the post. And if you want to email me at aflinfolive at gmail.com, send through your questions and you may feature on the show and be answered your question from yours truly, Cooper Gretsch, for free. Yes, for free. If you want to be on the show, as I said, send it through and I'll get back to you. Go Saints. Yes, Scoops, come on, mate. Let's keep going. I had a dream, a dream of having a successful podcast. You now may say, Cooper, why is the light so dark? But at the moment, I'm in the darkness of not knowing when I will succeed to the big times. Hopefully it's down the corner, around the corner, very, very soon. Craig McRae, Chris Green, Jaden Stevenson, Jack Perez, Sarah Riley, Tom Morris, the list goes on and on and on. Hopefully that is and many more things where the future will be brighter. As you can see now, the light is starting to become brighter. Hopefully that dream will be realised. And not only will I be acknowledged, but the dream comes true. It is time to welcome back for the second season of Kick It to Scoops. I had a dream, a dream having a successful podcast you now may say Cooper why is your light so dark but at the moment I'm in the darkness of not knowing when I will succeed to the big times hopefully it's down the corner around the corner very very soon Craig McRae Chris Green Jaden Stevenson Jack Perris Sarah Riley Tom Morris the list goes on and on and on hopefully that is and many more things where the future will be brighter. As you can see now, the light is starting to become brighter. Hopefully that dream will be realised. And not only will I be acknowledged, but the dream comes true. It is time to welcome back for the second season of Kick It to Scoops. On the way to the arena, it is none other than Scoops. It's, it's Scoops. 
mosquitoes. Because we're going out here. We're going. We're going. We're going. We're charging in. See? Leaving the worries. We're going down the race. Time. You can see down there. Time to go out to the middle. Huh? How many runs today? Here. 12. Nothing. Oh, the mother's is you're going to hit it with screws. That's exactly what you're going to do. And you are all going to acknowledge me. The one. You're going to acknowledge me. The one. I am the slightest. I am the head of the table. I am the king of proof. I am the And you are going to enjoy everything. Yeah. Kick it to screw. Hello everyone and welcome to Kick It The Scoops. I'm your host Cooper Gretsch, the sole admin of AFL Information, Trade Rumors and Results. We're back for another episode of Kick It The Scoops and a very, very big show for you guys today. So this is what we're going to go through. We've got the world famous segment, Scoops Goes Bang, which is always going to be on yet again in season 2022. The banging on topics may not be so big at the moment, but they will be getting bigger once the season officially begins. I'm going to mention too, my vote count, my cricket vote count vlog. I'll get to that in detail very soon. A review the preseason matches. There is a game on tonight though between the Gold Coast Suns and Geelong at Metricon Stadium, 7.40 Victorian time. I will preview that game and review the games gone so far later in the show. Some Supercoach talk, my season ladder predictions, which I'm sure you all want to hear, my top 18 ladder predictions so you're going to hear that guys throughout the show today and some news which i'll go through in terms mainly through injuries so let's start off the show with this you want me on cameo head to cameo.com forward slash cooper g and merch there's plenty of merch out there there is some other merch in the works i don't know how far into progression that is but it's in the conversational side of things, so um, hopefully I have some other merch out in the no not too distant future. And I said cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. If you, any, if you ever want to send any questions in for the podcast, send them to aflinfolive at gmail.com or message me through aflinfolive on Instagram or on the Facebook page, AFL Information, Trade Rumors and Results. I just want to give a quick shout out. Now, if you guys do remember Ben from FanCam, the very first edition of the FanCam, him and his mate Niall were on the show, uh, both from South Australia. One's a Crows fan and one's a Port fan. Well, Ben, I hear you got COVID from Niall, so I wish you all the best for making that recovery. Hopefully, you're good in a few weeks, mate. So, all the best, and thanks for tuning in, as always. Now, well, let's move on to the world-famous segment, Scoops Goes Bang. Yes, I had my own sound effect in. Uh, well, this is kind of a tease about my cricket vote count. And as I told you, I'm light on for topics to bang on about at the moment. So it's something you can't control, but I'm going to bang on about it. Uh, and that is the weather. Yes, the weather. On Saturday now, the, in reference to my cricket, it was uh, canned. It was a report to ground scenario, but in the ground area I was playing at, the weather was scratchy. It did not rain. We started our games at 1 o'clock. It did not rain from 12 o'clock onwards, which you would have seen 
in my uh, weekly game day cricket video. If you didn't see that, it's on the YouTube channel and on the Facebook page and Instagram as well. So, yeah, it's disappointing. Um, it is what it is. It was the last game. We hadn't won a game all year, which is to no surprise. But now I'm not going to give a full tease of this clip about what you're going to see tomorrow night at 7 p.m. on the YouTube channel, my vlog, Scoop's Cricket Vote Count, to see if I won or not. But that did, I can tell you this much, it did cost me the batting award by 1.5 per average is this. 1.5. So I did the mathematics. If the guy that were in, or the two guys ahead of me made ducks, all I had to do was make 14 not out. And uh, that was not unrealistic at all. And uh, fair to say yours truly is very, very pissed off about considering grounds or yeah, grounds in places not too far from where I was meant to play were playing like in places about 15 minutes away, 10 minutes away, 25 minutes away. We're all playing. Well, not all, but you know, a decent amount of games we're playing. But um, it's very disappointing. And yours truly was screwed by the weather. That part of that conversation will also be in the vlog, which you'll hear tomorrow night at 7pm. If you didn't hear already, right here on the YouTube channel. So keep an eye out for that. It's a back-to-back -back episodes, two days in a row. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. Uh, yeah, so that is the one and only edition of Scoops Goes Bang. Now, well, staying on with the cricket for a second, my Scoops vote count, as I said, as I've just pretty much said already, 7pm tomorrow night, you'll see the vlog. Now, in that vlog, you will see um, some comments pre-count by me, post-count, and during the count. And in the count that you hear, you will hear um, some of the rounds where the votes were regulated. And uh, you will see if I polled in some of those games. And you will see a final leaderboard as well. And uh, you will hear some of my pre and post thoughts on how the count prevailed and how I thought beforehand it would prevail. So I won't give it fully away, but uh, you'll get to see did yours truly scoops win. You'll have to find out tomorrow night right here on the YouTube channel at 7pm. Tell your friends and get on board the scoops cricket vote count and the slash vlog. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Again, tune in tomorrow night at 7pm. Have I said it already? 7pm tomorrow. Get on it. Right, now back to the footy. Going to review and mention the game that's on tonight. Or mention the game that's on tonight first. The game tonight at 7.40 Victorian time down at Metricon Stadium in Queensland. We've got the Gold Coast Suns hosting Geelong. Geelong have about five of their main guys here. Gold Coast are missing a few, including Sam Day and Ben King. Also, Ben King, unfortunately, missed the rest of the year. So, Gold Coast had a good win over the power last week by 21 points. They can beat the power, they can beat Geelong, and Geelong having a few out and playing at home for the Suns. Uh, I think the Suns will prevail with the victory there. I really do. I, I like what they're doing, and I probably... Well, you'll see my ladder predictions later in the show, and um, tell you what, if Ben King didn't get injured, could have been the first year they made the finals. But uh, you'll have to wait and see. I'm going to tease you again. When I go through the ladder predictions, you'll see where I have the Suns and every other side ranked. But yeah, in this game alone, I am going to go for the Gold Coast Suns. Now, let's review the games gone from Thursday night all the way to last night on Sunday night. The first game of the 
official Amy Community Series matches was between Carlton and Melbourne. Well, Carlton on Thursday night at Marvel, 98 defeated Melbourne, 93. Now, Carlton, to their credit, had a good lead throughout the whole game, but in typical Carlton fashion, they give up a big lead, and sometimes they cough it up and lose the game, and they almost did it again, but... To their credit, they had no doctor. You played in the VFL at 38 possessions or so. Came back from an injury as well. You had no Walsh, no Wiedering, no Charlie Kerno. So this was a great win in the end. But Carlton, now people are going to keep saying to me, oh, Cooper, it's pre-season. And they do that in the real one. Well, Melbourne pretty much had no one out. Carlton had four or so out. And they had a big lead on Melbourne for three quarters. And they still won. And they were never not in contention, clearly, to win this game. So credit to them. Uh, and they'll be up and about with that win, no doubt. Winning momentum heading in round one against Richmond then in a f- week and a half time. Not too long to go when they play, can't play Richmond on not this Thursday, but the following Thursday night. Now, the game also at Marvel, similar trend this game. The Brisbane Lions defeated the Bulldogs 86 to 80 by six points. Yeah, Brisbane, similar to Carlton, they had a big lead for the majority of the game, not as big as what Carlton did. You know, there were at least three to four goals up the whole way through. And then Bulldogs came, I think they equaled at one point late in the third or early in the fourth. And, uh, yeah, good win in the end by the Brisbane Lions there. The next game on Saturday in Tasmania, the charity match, uh, the Hawks and the Tigers. Surprisingly, Richmond won by 25 points. And they had a big lead also throughout the maturity of this game. So 25-point victory to, Mel- uh, to Richmond over Hawthorne. You'll be disappointed, and you'll see where I rank both these sides in my ladder predictions. Also, the Crows and the uh, Crows and the Power Year Fall. Port Adelaide, 111, defeated the Crows, 74. Port Adelaide by 37 points, as expected. Port were too good, and they shined against the Crows. There are tribals. Now, the Saints and the Bombers. Oh, Maxi King kicked a late goal to win the game for the Saints. The Saints are in control throughout pretty much the whole game. Essen got close. But not close enough. Maxi King kicked a late goal. And uh, yeah, it's a great 11 point win for the Saints. They're going to mention Jack Billings and Hunter Clark uh, later on in the show in the news topic. But fortunately, they'll both be missing round one for the Saints. And Jake Stringer is touch and go for round one. Uh, good job for the Saints. Um, again, people are going to say, oh, it's only a preseason game. Winning momentum is good momentum. You don't want a losing momentum. Heading into round one. Yes, if you win or loss, it doesn't matter. But I'd rather win than lose. Duh, right? But uh, yeah, um, apparently the loss against Carlton mattered last week, according to some of you trolls. So that means the win count. You can't say it doesn't matter if you win, but it does if you lose. Hypocritical. And uh, bad luck. Could win by the Saints in the end. And on Sunday, we had the Giants. 100 defeated the Pies 59 by 41 points. Yeah, pretty convincing. Craig McRae, the coach of the new coach of the Pies, will be disappointed with that. Um, but it'll be developing, I'm sure, for the Pies again. The Swans at Metro at Giant Stadium also, as was the GWS game. Swans 82 over North Melbourne 51 by 31 points. Yeah, I mean, as expected, Swans were too good. North were never really in it. No one dropped. Jason Horn Francis kicked two on, well, not debut, but in an official official practice match. And the Dockers, they gave the Eagles the old heave-ho, 79-66, to 66, for by 13. They beat them by 96, 97 points last week. And um, they didn't beat them by as much this time. And they had a few better players come back in with 
Uh, everyone bar five of their main side was playing. So, yeah, they wouldn't be overly confident. As you've seen, Justin Longmuir, the coach of the Dockers, you know, wasn't too happy with this, but he said he'd rather have wins like this than beating sides by 97 points. And he would be referring to how the team, you know, got to grind it in instead of just being complacent. So I understood what Johnny, uh, Justin Longmuir, not John Longmuir, you feel that's a Swans coach. Longmuir, Dockers, Longmire, Swans. So Dockers weren't too pleased with how they performed, but nonetheless, it was a good win for the Freo Dockers who gave their arch rivals the old heave-ho. Uh, now, we can go through some news topics. Rory Laird, um, from the Crows star, superstar, um, unfortunately broke his hand. He'll miss four to six weeks, so he'll miss probably five weeks of the home and away season, so that's a big loss for the Crows. Rory Laird transitioned from the half-back line to a great midfield for them. They get Matt Crouch back, but still, you'd rather have Rory Laird in that side with Matt Crouch and co. Two injuries for the Saints on the game against Essendon. Hunter Clark got hit in the shoulder by Darcy Parrish. Unfortunately, he will be out for six weeks with a shoulder injury. Hunter Clark, again, a big loss. He's a good young player playing off halfback and pushed through the middle as well. And likewise for Jack Billings, uh, unfortunately, he's done his hamstring late in the third quarter and will miss a month with that, unfortunately. The Saints will be out without two of their best 22 players, along with potentially Dan Hanbury. And Paddy Ryder and Zach Jones, unfortunately, is out with mental health reasons. So, not a great last week on the injury front. And players they're losing for round one for the Saints. And Paddy Ryder is no guarantee as well. So, that's the news. Now, let's go through my super coach talk. Now, the secret player that I've uh, got in my lineup, I've had in my lineup for a while. And uh, he's my wild card, if you will. So I will not be mentioning him, him's, his name, until round one has commenced. Because I don't want to give it away. And, yeah, no, I'm not going to say any more. Because then I will give it away. And then I'll regret telling people. But some other talk that I will mention. Um, in terms of the rookies, mainly the premiers, you can kind of pick for yourself. And can't really go wrong there. Probably the only question is, is the question every year, do you go with Gorn and Grundy as your main two rucks? Do you go with Nat Nui? Do you go with Rowan Marshall? Do you go with uh, Tom Hickey? Do you go with anyone else like that? Nick Nat Nui? Um, yeah, it's an interesting... Or Sean Darcy. Um, yeah, it's a very interesting one, but um, yeah, I may go with the Gorn and Grundy combination in the end when all is said and done. So the uh, rookies, you got Jack Hayes, Nick Martin... Uh, Hugh Dixon for the bench mainly. Uh, you got Joshua Shelley, Nick Dacos, Charlie Dean, even though he'll be out for the first few games of the season, maybe first four. Um, they're the type of rookies you should be looking at. Jason or Francis, I'm not sold on for Supercoach. I'm really not. He's not really a high possession getter. Um, Elijah Hollins from the Gold Coast is not playing tonight. Who could be someone you could consider if he's picked in the round one side. There's a lot of rookie options to pick. Pretty much all the preseason supplementary players. Uh, you could look at, um, yeah, so uh, if you want any Supercoach questions, as I said last week, send your questions through, and I may, and well, I will answer them. Now it is time, the time you've all been waiting for, my 2022 ladder prediction, sir. And a few additional questions I've got here. Don't, I'm spoiling you all. I'm going to mention my Premier, my Wooden Spooners. 
Spooner, Brownlow, Rising Star, Surprise All-Australian, and Coleman Medal winner. So I'm actually going to go through, well, Premier Wooden Spoon, those questions will be answered after I go through my ladder. Uh, but right now, I'm going to go through my Brownlow, Rising Star, Surprise All-Australian, and Coleman Medal winner. I think you may know all, oh, it's no surprise who I think may win the Brownlow, and that is the man of steel from the Saints polled well the last two years, and that is Jack Steele, the Saints captain. I think will be all he was up there last last few years. Why not again? The Saints will be around the eight, hopefully, Touchwood. Um so yep, Steely, the man of steel is my Brownlow medalist prediction. Season twenty twenty two, rising star. Data I almost said his name then. I've debated between two players. And that is Joshua Shelley from the Crows and Nick Dacos from the Pies. I'm going Nick Dacos. I mean, you'll play every week as we will with Shelley, but normally the Victorian guys or the Victorian club players get more recognised. So I'm going to go for Nick Dacos. And I mean, you got 31 on the weekend, so he'll going to be a great player for the Pies along with his brother Josh. So yeah, Nick Dacos is my rising star prediction. My surprise All Australian is Pat Lipinski from the Collingwood Footy Club, coming from the Western Bulldogs. In doubt for round one, um, they will say, Cooper, this is a real surprise and an unrealistic probably choice. Well, you heard of surprise all Australian. That means you don't choose anyone obvious. So I did originally have Jade Gresham, but I thought that wouldn't really be a surprise. Um, so I've gone Pat Lipinski, who came from the Bulldogs. Uh, was harshly done by when he played for the Bulldogs in the red games. He did. He was average, getting some possessions around 20 possessions. So he wasn't playing pair in the mid. So Pat Lipinski, I'm um, going as the surprise of the Australian. And the Coleman winner winner, again, could, I, could you go the obvious ones? Could you go Tom Hawkins? Could you go Tom Lynch? Uh, Jack Rewald, Josh Kennedy from the Eagles, Buddy Franklin, Charlie Dixon. I've got none of them. I'm going for the man they call Winks. Maxi King from the Saints. If he can stay injury-free, kick some big bags late in the year, kick six against the Eagles in Perth on Jeremy McGovern and Tom Barras. Uh, kicked five, I think, in some games late as well. And if he kicks right against Geelong one game, when he kicked like one five, I mean, he just showed how good he can be, and he's fixed that goal-kicking form late in the year. So if he can fix that up this year in full, I think Maxi King has a chance to win the Coleman medal now let's go through my ladder predictions we're going to go all the way from the top to the bottom so in first place on my ladder prediction is none other than drumroll please <laughs> is the brisbane lions i've now the reason i have the brisbane lions finishing first is because simply, I think they'll win all the or most of their games at home. I know they're missing Eric Hipwood for well, at least half the season, but you got Danaher and Cameron and McCarthy. There's still got options there. Dan McStay is there as well. So uh, when they get Eric Hipwood back, there'll be an added bonus. So yeah, that is why I'm going the Brisbane Lions at one. At in second place, I'm going. Melbourne Footy Club, I mean, the reigning premiers for a reason. So, and there's not many sides that are guaranteed to finish top four or let alone the top eight. So, I think Melbourne's one of those sides you can probably lock in in the top four. So, they've got first place, they've got Brisbane, then second, they've got Melbourne. 
In third place, this is where it starts to get interesting, and you could kind of raffle it, to be honest, which is disappointing because in some sides I've put here, I'm still even debating why I got them there. But the problem is you can't put everyone there, and there's not many sides that deserve to be there, or, you know, you'd be more certain on finishing around third on the ladder, let alone in the eight. So in third place, I've gone for the Poilade Footy Club. I mean, Ollie Wines, the reigning Brownlow medalist, Charlie Dixon, if they can all say fit. Their backline is elite, Trent McKenzie, Alex... Uh, Alex Alia, Alex Alia, sorry, Alia Alia, Darcy Byrne Jones, uh, Dan Houston can play down there if he needs to. I mean, they got a lot of good players there. Ryan Burton, uh, I'm probably missing a few of them when I finish, finish this recording. I'll go, oh, why not mention him? But Tom Jonas, yeah, the list goes on and on there. So, yeah, they got a good back line. And if a young brigade of Butters, Rosie and Dersma, Georgiades, so they got a good crop of young players as well. Still the best trio in that draft, Rosie, Butters, and Dersma. And Butters could be out for a breakout year as well. In fourth place, top four, I've got the Sydney Swans. Now, people might say, oh, Cooper, how could you have them there? Well, they made the eight, and they finished six, I believe. So it's not unrealistic to think that. Uh, with Buddy playing still, if he stays injury-free, you've got Logan McDonald, young key forward. you got Heaney playing more midfield, they reckon. you got Parker... Kennedy, um, Rampy, uh, you got a lot of good players at the Swans, so Tom Hickey in the ruck, so, and you've got Tommy Papley, I could keep going, so that's why I'm going for the Swans. Now, this may be one of the first major surprises. In the fifth place, I think it's going to be a breakout year for this side. They just missed it on the eight last year, and that is the Fremantle Dockers. Yes, you've noticed I've spoken last week and in previous weeks, I've pumped up the Dockers. They give a lot of sides, not just the Eagles, the old heave-ho. I think this is the year for the Dockers and Justin Longmuir for the Dockers to make the top eight. I've got them in fifth because I think oh, in a lot of games at home, you imagine having, they had their whole back line out last year, essentially. You had Brennan Cox out, Alex Pierce out, Griffin Logue out, Joel Hamling out, Luke Ryan out, Nathan Wilson out. Their whole back line was essentially out for majority of the year in separate times, not all at once necessarily, but some were. I mean, I think this is the year for the Dockers. If they can stay injury-free, Fife, Walters, Mundy, Sarong, Brayshaw, Darcy, Tabernar, Griffin Logue, Alex Pierce, Luke Ryan. I think this is the year for the Dockers to make the eight and make a big statement in the final series as well. So the Dockers, see if they can live up to that. So the Dockers I have in fifth. In sixth place, mm, Owen, Owen who? Oh, when the Saints. Yes, I've got the Saints in sixth position now. I know a lot of you people are going to scoff at this move, but just remember one thing. This is my prediction. Before you want to blast mine, how about you make your own list before and let us and myself criticise your opinions. Don't like it, don't care. That is my thoughts. I think the Saints finished sixth. As again, like with Freo, I think with if you can have injury-free with... Um, Paddy Ryder, Rowan Marshall, the two best ruck duo combination in the competition. Better as a combination than Gorn and Jackson. Um, I know the geeks got into me last week about that. But again, my opinion, don't like it, bugger off. Scroll past. But um, yeah, I think if you can say injury free, you can have a King and Membry and Higgins and Butler and Cooper Sharp and Maxi King and carry up forward. And if the backline stays here with Dougal Howard, Tommy Highmore, Cal Wilkie, Jack Sinclair, Brad Hill, 
and then hopefully Billings is back and Gresh hopefully plays out the whole year. Um, Steely stays fine, Brett Crouch. Dan Hanabry hopefully can come back through injuries. I think we'll be all right, and if we can stay injury-free, I'll say the sixth spot is the spot where I think the Saints will finish. Now, the seventh place, I've got GWS. Uh, Toby Green being out for the first five to six weeks won't help. Um, it's partly why I got him a tad lower than I probably would have. Um, because you've got Brent Dangers out for So the small forward is a bit questionable. Bobby Hill, I know. A good game on the weekend, kicking three. But I don't know. And you've got a lot of pressure will be put on Hogan to stay fit. Himmelberg, um, Jake Riccardi might play there as well. So, yeah, I still think they make the eight. I think they'll win well. Josh Kelly had a great game on the weekend, having 41. Um, yeah, Dick Haynes, Phil Davis, Lockie Keefe. Uh, they've got a good crop of players as well still. So I still think they'll make the eight. And in seventh place, hey, they may go higher. But I've got them seventh, so we'll see how the Giants go. And they could even go as high as top four. As I told you, I'm not so sold still on... From Sydney down, who gets a full spot? But that is what I've got with right here and right now. And in eighth place, I've got other grand finalists, the Western Bulls. Now, people are going to say, Oh, Cooper, they made the granning last year. How could you have them just scraping in the eight? Well, plain and simple, no Josh Bruce. It was a key part in the year, was, was winning the Coleman last year when he got injured late in the year. They only made the grand final and the finals because of players like him. Now, Sam Darcy, the young key forward, won't play. Aaron Norton is going to heavily be relied on up forward. Their key position at both ends is deplorable, uh, especially with Brucey and injured as well. So a lot of pressure we put on Aaron Norton. Their key defenders outside of Alex Keith is absolutely disgraceful. Zane Cordy and Ryan Gunner are two VFL players um, being forced to play on the AFL side. And Josh Shackey, who did have some impressive games there you can't really rely on regularly to do that. 22 rounds of the year because you got to buy. Remember that. Yes, their midfield's great with McRae and Dunkley and Trelaw, etc. Um, but you can't just rely on one position to win it for you. I still think they'll make the eight, though, with those names I just listed off there in the good side of things. Now, in the ninth place, I did think about putting him in the eight. It's Carlton. If they're going to make it any time, it is now. they got one bogey they've got to get through. Um, and that's been rich in round one, which I think they will. But I'll preview them round one games next week. Um, but yeah, I think Carlton will finish ninth with Chera coming in. George Short have both performed well in the preseason Pracky matches. Unofficial and official in community series. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's time for Carlton Kerner coming back from injury. Hopefully, Waitering stays fit. Walsh will be back after a month and missing the first four weeks or so of the season, which is a big blow. But Chera has essentially replaced Walsh for at least the first four rounds. Uh, if they can say free up forward, Kerno, Mackay, their two key pillars up forward, Weedering up down in the back line, Doherty hopefully can go back there, the former skipper, got Cripps at kick four and 30 against Melbourne, which is a great performance. So, yeah, then this will be Carlton's year to be hanging around the eight in a more serious tone and could even make it. But right now, I have them in ninth because I said before, you can't fit nine into eight, duh, right? Yeah. Now in tenth, I've got Geelong. I think this is the year you see Geelong start to fall off and uh, you might see them bring their um, down a GDA and HBA. They'll start dropping off, getting frustrated like they always do. They've got complacency with Scott. They don't like him there when he's going to stay, so you're going to have to live with that. I mean, you've got the ageing older players in Selwood and Dangerfield dropping off. 
Uh, gonna have to rely more on Mitch Duncan and Sam Manigola. And their young players. Oh, that's right. They don't play any young players. Do they play. You have to be 30 plus normally. Uh, John Segal isn't been injured the preseason matches, so he's no guarantee for round one. So gonna be a lot of question marks for them. I really do see them missing. Yes, they've still got Hawkins and Cameron up forward. Brought in Tyson Stengel, but even Stengel is only really a backup play, which they'll play. Um, so they're going to have really reliance on Hawkins and Cameron, and Hawkins, uh, Hawkins, Cameron, and Tom Stewart in the back line. So, yeah, I see this is the decline for Geelong, and uh, bad luck for them. In the 11th place, I've got Essendon. I don't, not so much on the decline, I just don't think they'll stagnate and hang around this position. I know they made the finals last year, just, but just isn't good enough. Um, so, yeah, I see them going 11th. In 12th place, I've got the Gold Coast Stars. Now, people, before people complain about that, from the team I got from 12th to last, you could raffle the spots up. Now, had Ben King not been injured, I would have been more confident in having him in 12th not a tad higher where I currently got Carlton, so, um, or even as high as 8th, so, I think with the banking injury, won't help them, um, progress that high, I think it could still be a good year, for them, Lacocious and Will Powell, Noah Anderson, Matty Rowell, Jared Witts, Sam Day, um, yeah, so, Hugh Green will be a loss, but not a big loss, because they've got a lot of players in that position already, uh, I think this would be the year Gold Coast could progress a little bit higher, but the express, um, what's the word I could use here, explosive rise up the ladder, I think that might be on hold. It'll maybe rise, but not in a rapid fashion. So I think the Suns will finish 12th. In 13th place, as I said, you could wrap from 12 to 18. In 13th, they've got the Pies. Again, I think they'll win some games there. Key position areas still worry me like with the Bulldogs. Uh, Majacek is not a key position forward. Darcy Cameron's an option, but he's probably going to play as a number one, and he's not a number one. Probably number three. At best, number two. And he's going to play the best defenders, more than likely. So will Majacek, who's more number two or three. They don't have that number one target. They're missing on Tom Lynch and others in the previous few, three, four years. Still can't get one. Mason Cox is not the answer uh, at all. Um, Brody Grunny's still the best ruck at the comp. Uh, you got Pat Lipinski coming in, Nick Dacos, Josh Dacos, Callum Brown, Braden Maynard, Jeremy Howe, uh, Jack Crisp, if he's crisp disposed, Scott Prendenbury, the skipper playing at the back line, still side bottom with his sideway movements. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Howe, how he continues to do it, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I couldn't, couldn't make any gags about them. But Pat Lipinski, as I said, is my surprise. All Australian is one to watch out for the Pies. It's in here for round one. In 14th position, I have the Roos. Before the preseason matches, I had some good upside with them bringing in Hugh Greenwood, Horn Francis, uh, and then having players like Jane Stevens in the side, Tom Powell coming back from being managed. Bit odd, but anyway, from being managed um, from around six or so onwards. Um... Anyway, it's good he's back this year, so good to see for Pally. Um, yeah. So, an issue on Josh Walker, who got his teeth knocked out. Wish him all the best. And he should be in for round one, though. Um, yeah, the, I was not convinced of how they performed against Sydney and Melbourne in the previous two weeks. 
Again, people say, oh, it's only pre-season matchups. North had the, pretty much their full-strength side, so I'd be worried a little bit, North Melbourne, on their progression. Like Gold Coast, Gold Coast for only injury reasons, but Gold, North more form. So their rise at the ladder may get them out of the bottom four, but not much higher than that. So I've got them in 14th. In 15th, now this is where people are going to go, oh, my God, how could you do this? You haven't even mentioned them higher. They could make the eight. No, they won't. And that's 15th place. I've got Richmond. I think they're on the decline like Geelong, but they'll be on a rapid decline. Geelong will be on the decline. Richmond will be on the rapid decline. Uh, I've got them in 15th place for a reason. They're absolutely done. They're going to rely too much on Martin Cotchins towards the end. Uh, Robbie Tarrant's a good in from north. Uh, they got players injured around the park. Still got no key, uh, no small forwards that are AFL worthy regulars. Arts and Castagna and Rioli, and um, yeah, those players they're not ones you should be relying on to play regularly. At least it's going to be in fifteenth and sixteenth place. Got the Hawks, pretty obvious. Um, developing year for them, Sam Mitchell. Not convinced at all against them against Richmond. That was pretty pathetic actually. Losing by over five goals to Richmond. We'll finish around the same position on the ladder as them. Um, yeah, pretty self-explanatory. Their Max Lynch will be good in in the ruck. It looks like they're favouring Ned and Reeves at the moment in that position, which I would favour Max Lynch for sure. In 70th position, I'm pretty sure during the trade period, they said he would be there now in one ruck. Shows how much it takes in two months to lie. 70th position, I've got the Crows, pretty much self-explanatory like Hawthorne. More of a developmental year. i got a few guys telling me, the Crows fans, that are hacker gem this low. Pretty obvious, isn't it? Well, some good moments here and there, but on the win-loss ratio, I don't think it'll be any higher. Now, in 18th position, so my wooden spooner is West Coast Eagles. Now, we're talking about, as I said before, Geelong on the decline, Richmond on the rapid decline, or West Coast are on the uh, rapid, 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 rapid decline. They are absolutely cooked. I'm calling it right now. Look, injuries galore. They're losing players left, right, and centre for retirements, injuries, COVID reasons. Jack Darling, I'm talking about you, you fool. Um, so that and Oscar Allen's injured. So that four line is going to be heavily relying on the veteran Josh Kennedy, who's great, but it'll probably be in his last year. So that is on the decline. They are on the rapid, rapid, rapid decline, and they're going to be the wooden spooners for 20. 22. Now, my premier will be none other. I got the moment again. That's what the ladder prediction is for. Season predictions is for. I'm going the Melbourne Football Club as the premier. The safe option, or if you listen to me through every position from 1 through 18, I just feel that Melbourne will be the safe option. Brisbane will be in the mark, but everyone else really don't see any improvement right here, right now, to be a valid contender for the premiership. So I've gone. With the demon, so I'm going to go re go through that top 18 as follows from one all the way down to 18. In first place, Brisbane, second place, Melbourne, third place, Port Adelaide, fourth place, Sydney, fifth place, Frio, sixth place, St Kilda, seventh place, GWS, and eighth place, the Western Bulls. That's the top eight from nine down to the last nine, Carlton, 10, Geelong, 11, Essendon, 12, Gold Coast, 13, Collingwood, 14, North Melbourne, 15, Richmond. 16 Hawthorns, 17 Adelaide, and 18th for the West Coast Eagles. Now, let me know your thoughts down below, guys. My season predictions. Give your predictions for your Premier, Wooden Spooner, Brownlow medalist, Rising Star, Surprise All-Australian, Coleman Medal winner, and your 
ladder predictions from 1 all the way through to 18. So, guys, my final thoughts are this. You want me on Cameo, head to cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. And merch, as I said, there's merch in the works. Um, hopefully, we can reveal some more details, hopefully, within the next few weeks. But we'll have to wait and see there. Uh, please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Tell your friends. And just a reminder to tomorrow night on here, the channel on Kick It to Scoops on the AFL information, trade rumors, and results. My Scoops Cricket Vote Count Vlog. You do not want to miss it. To see if yours truly had won, please let your friends know to watch and see if you want to see me pre be presented with the winner of the vote count. So you just tune in to that, guys, and hope you enjoyed that. And have enjoyed this show. Any questions you want, send them down through the comments. Please leave a like and subscribe to the channel. And tell your friends, tomorrow night, 7 p.m., Scoops Metal, or not Scoops Metal, but Scoops Cricket Vote Count. Tune in then. Till next time, everyone. Have a great one. And the most important thing to remember is go to the Saints. And, of course, one thing you have to always do, and that is absolutely acknowledge me.